All right, well, here we go, guys. Welcome to or welcome back to uh, Tuesday Bro Newsday. You know, it used to be called Tuesday Bro Tuesday, and it used to be a live call-in show. Don't think I'm going to forget about that. It did used to be a live call-in show, but none of that much matters anymore because what we do nowadays is we sort of unpack and discuss some of the news that's been going on as it relates to the world of vaping, tobacco, tobacco control, tobacco harm reduction, smoking, nicotine, and the such as. Uh, I'm a freedom guy. You know, I always say that. Freedom guy, first and foremost. I'm a registered libertarian, so that's the lens that all of this news is going to get viewed through. Although I'm a bad libertarian. I'm not like a, like a hardline libertarian. I'm a very, I don't know, libertarians would call me a bad libertarian, you know? <laughs> It's just how it works. And uh, we're joined now, nowadays, by my far left fact checker, subject matter expert, Danielle Jones. Hi, Danielle Jones. Far Far left. left. Radical. You radicalized Antifa. How are you doing? How you been? Oh, you know, just chilling. Chilling? I made a whole bunch of soap this weekend. No shit. Soap. Soap. Fans in the chat or soap fans? Any soap fans? Any soap fans in the house? You got soap? Have you moved on to, have you made soap with lye yet? Okay, so I have not done that. That's Ooh. like the big girl pants. Okay, Ooh. that's like the hardcore. I'm still in like the soft core soap. Sure, making. sure. I'm, I'm just going to apply sure. these porn labels to soap making. Because <laughs> it makes it more entertaining. It makes it more entertaining. <laughs> so I'm in soft core soap making. Mm-hmm. It's faster, mm-hmm. it's easier. I mean, when you make it hardcore with the lie, that stuff has to like cure for like weeks. I yeah, want yeah. Gratification I need right now. soap now. <laughs> I want it now. I don't. I want have it a month from now. I have dirty hands and they need to be washed. I'm gonna turn you up a little Safe. bit. Some people were saying you were a little bit quiet. Maybe attack that oh. microphone a little bit more. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm so bad at it. Attack. I'm like <laughs> attack. Yeah, but I did like a bunch of Christmas presents via soap. Basically, I was like, I'm not gonna. Buy oh, you that's amazing. Presents. I'm gonna make you custom soap blends and stuff. So. So I did some shaving soap and I did some body soap. It's real mm. exciting. That's see, that's I wanna, rad. I want to try a lotion bar next, maybe like a Sibida lotion bar. Mmm, mm. medicated lotion bar. For your, uh, for your nice little joints. I'm on good. board. I'm on board with this. You know, uh, CBD in Germany is going to be a tobacco product. Did you know that? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's getting it's it's <laughs> they're 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 categorizing it as a tobacco product in Germany, CBD, and it's going to be regulated at like cigarettes and tobacco. It's really bizarre. It's still too low. You still too? She's still too quiet. Am I? Are you sure? I can. I mean, look. I can. That's as loud as I can make Danielle Jones. I We're can make gonna... myself wicked loud, but I don't want to go crazy. <laughs> We're gonna break the internet. We're going to break the internet. Well, we're going to have Danielle Jones attack that microphone. Welcome, you guys. It's Tuesday Bro News Day, man. This is the last Tuesday Bro News Day of the year. So we're going to crank out uh, a bunch of news. There's just been a bunch of stuff going on. And uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, the vape mail ban that is being voted on soon. There's a new CASA call to action for it. Uh, We're going to talk a little bit about Japan and the success that they've been having with uh, Heat Not Burn products. Uh, Got some good news. I'm going to call it good news. Positive news. That's what I'll call it. It's not necessarily good. Is there a difference between good and positive? That's the question. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think so. It's positive. It's good news out of California. Two good news pieces out of California. We're going to talk a, a bunch about the UK and what's going on in the UK with some uh, US philanthropy people showing up in the United King Kingdom to ruin the vape scene over there. And then uh, we're also going to read a thread on Twitter from uh, a fellow named Zachary Siegel that is great. Really, really a spectacular thread. So in order to kick this, uh, in order to kick this Tuesday Bro News Day off, you know, I have a little post-it down here that says, your headphones make you yell. Do I sound, like, when I wear headphones, I just, I just, yeah, I feel like I'm yelling all the time. And when I watch the replays, I'm like, Nick, please stop yelling. Stop yelling. I mean, so, if they cancel some gonna, of the sound, right, you, like, adjust I, yes. to hear yourself. See, my headphones <laughs> are, like piece of shit so oh, i can sure, hear sure. like everything that's There's why no noise counseling whatsoever see that's why you have a normal speaking volume right whenever right. i watch the replays it just i'm thinking i wouldn't watch this nick's yelling at me so i'm gonna try not to yell as much as i have been with my headphones it just makes me yell you know it just makes me yell um so i'm gonna run through what i'm calling like the usual suspects of uh, of the links that I'm going to have down in the description. Ready? We're going to do this. We're kind of going to do this all at one time. So the first thing I'm going to mention, you know it's coming. You've seen it before. It's the Veritas Cohort Study. I mention this constantly. I'm going to mention it until the study is over. It's just a big study that I really believe in, and I think that anybody who meets the criteria should be a part of it. You know, my reach is only so big. I can only reach like this far across the internet. And then it's like, it's up to you guys to take it over the finish line. You know, like you share it and you share it with someone and they share it with someone and they share it with someone. And that's how we get all the information out there. So I put these links down here every week in the hopes that people, <laughs> yeah, breeze tones, stop yelling in the hopes that people will, Read them, utilize them, maybe share them on your Facebooks or share them on Twitter or share them with people. So the Veritas cohort study is going to be down there. You don't know nicotine. It's also going to be down there. Spectacular, spectacular feature documentary from Aaron Biebert. It's, uh, it's You Don't Know Nicotine. It's an incredible movie. It's about way more than just nicotine. I highly encourage you to check it out. I'll have a link. Uh, I'll have a link down in the description where you can check that out. Cochrane Library. I'm never going to get bored of this. Their meta-analysis of electronic cigarettes for smoking cessation is stellar. I just love the crap out of it. So that link will perpetually be down in the description for all of you to read, use, and share. We're also throwing Canadian Vaping Association down there because Canada has a vaping association. I just said Canada. I need to get out of that habit of saying Canada instead of Canada. Canada <laughs> has their own uh, advocacy organization and with all of the, you know, shenanigans and goings on with tobacco control seemingly across the world, if you're in Canada, it's probably a good idea to get plugged in and connected with the Canadian Vaping Association. I'm also adding a new link. Should, maybe it's going to be right here. Boom, right there. Yeah, this is the eSig Intelligence U.S. Consumer 2020 Survey. This is a survey being done by, uh, you know, uh, eSig Intelligence. Do you want to explain this a little bit more, uh, Danielle? I think you're a little bit more familiar with it than I am. Yeah. So it's uh, hopefully I'm loud enough. I'm eating the microphone. Um, 
it's eSig Intelligence who partners with us at CASA um, to put this survey, and we've been doing it for, I want to say, three or four years, uh, working cooperatively together. Um, and then we get to, you know, as CASA, we get to, um, you know, add questions to it or things that we would be interested in data on. Sure. Um, and essentially, you know, we promote it to the vape community, right? Mm -hmm. And then they mm -hmm. crunch all the numbers and analyze everything. And then we get a copy of the report, which is super dope. You can actually look at the 2019 uh, report and see all kinds of data. It's got information like, you know, um, most popular flavor categories. Oh, it's right, right. Like, you know, who likes tobacco and who doesn't. Most mm -hmm. popular device types. Um, you know, how far people would be willing to travel if flavors were banned. Oh, um, nice. You know, how willing they are to do DIY, a lot of different stuff like that. So it's great data for us as well in the advocacy community. So mm -hmm. we really, 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 really need people, please, to participate in this survey. It's it's a little bit, it takes about 10 or 15 minutes. So it's, a, you know, it takes a hot second, um, but it's really not bad. I've done it myself. Please, please, guys, do this. Share it with any of your you know, vaping friends. Um, but it would be extremely helpful if we could get a whole bunch of people to do this. Yeah. As many people as possible, as much information, it, it will only benefit from more, more, more people doing it, more data, more data, more data. Exactly. What does this get used for? Um, so eSig intelligence themselves, I believe, um, the report can be like purchased by various interested parties for the data. Um, but because we work cooperatively with them, they share it with us, you know, as okay. a part of our, our, you know, cooperation. And we are able to then publish it um, and share it with the community. But it's, we use it for all kinds of things when we're talking to legislators. You know what I mean? When we're writing you right. know, up the little pre-written messages, we use the data points for like, you know, how many people do this? How many people do that? What kinds of trends, you know? A, for example, why flavors are important because like 95% of adults don't like tobacco products. So when they're talking about doing a flavor ban except for tobacco, we can say our data shows that yeah. this is not what, you know, the consumer base that you're talking about. Well, yes. they'll just use tobacco. No, they actually won't because they don't use it and yeah. things like that. Oh, that, well, okay. That's very interesting. Oh, I right. like so this. If you're, yeah, if you're talking about taxes in an area, we can say like, look, you know, this percentage of vapors in your area is willing to drive 100 miles. So you're just going to lose out on this, you know, if you do this, like yes. all of this information can be very helpful to us. So, yes. you know, we need the data, you guys. We need the it. Survey. We need the data. So I'll have a link in the description to this right here. I can never tell. It's right over here. It's that side. In addition to the U.S. e-cig user survey, there is a U.K. EU nicotine user survey. This is gathering information and gathering data points like you know like danielle just mentioned that we're doing in the united states with e-cig intelligence this is for eu in the uk uh because tpd renewal is coming up soon and i actually don't know off the top of my head if it's tpd2 or tpd3 i've heard people saying tpd2 and i've also heard people saying tpd3 and I, I legitimately do not know. If Vic's in the house, maybe he can tell us which TPD they're on. Um, but a refresh, a reevaluation of the TPD is coming. And if you want your voice to be heard in that while they're making policy changes, be part of this survey. Go take it. If you're in the uh, European Union or the United Kingdom, do it, do it, do it. And then the last thing that we're going to mention here in the uh, usual suspects, it is the newest updated call to action from CASA. Now, this has become a lot more complicated 
than it was before. We're in a we're kind of in a brave new world now. We're hashtag melting the phone lines, um, and we're targeting Mitch McConnell. Correct, Danielle? Mitch McConnell's our yeah. target. So specifically, if you go to the CASA call to action and you fill out the form, by the way, we update that form. So if you've done it last week, that doesn't mean it's the same form. We have Mm -hmm. the ability to live update. So as of yesterday, we have added, in addition to House members, there's now Senate members on there. So right now we're kind of, we're having you message everybody, all, all your reps basically, because this budget bill does have to be passed and approved by both houses of Congress, both the Mm -hmm. House and the Senate. So we're targeting everybody, but as an extra bonus uh, thing, we really want to drive the point to Mitch McConnell because he is the Senate majority leader and he potentially above anybody else could have the power and possibly the most willingness to remove this language perhaps from this budget bill. So on Twitter, phone calls, you know, we really want to hammer at Mitch because he's kind of the power holder in this, but we also want everybody to contact all their reps, which the CASA call to action form right on that page allows you to do very easily. Mm-hmm. Phone calls are better. They are better. But if you really, you know, for whatever reason, don't feel comfortable doing that, please still send the messages. Yes. Yeah. Do the call to action. I've done the call to action a bunch of times. It's, I hate doing the call to action. I don't hate doing the call to action. I should rephrase that. I get bummed whenever I do the call to action because my three recipients, two, one of them is Feinstein and one yeah. of them is Kamala Harris. Mm-hmm. So the chance of this message getting through to them, ah, that seems like I've got a response from Feinstein before in the past when I've done call to actions. She's responded to me. This third guy, Brad James Sherman, Representative Brad J. Sherman in California. No idea. I've never seen his name before. And now he's getting my emails. So I'm going to look into him and see where he kind of stands on this. But he's like my only hope just because I'm so unfamiliar with him that Feinstein and Harris are, chances are they are not going to uh, respond. And I feel like I'm in a unique situation in California with Feinstein and Harris and, you know, it may not be like this in every single state. Not every no. single state has like these celebrity, you know, right, Senate right, exactly. members. <laughs> far left. Yeah, yeah, these far left you know, celebrity Senate members. Um, so it's a huge call to action. We're calling. Yes. We're doing the calls to actions. Um, like Danielle said, this does have to go through both the Senate and the House. The original S-1253 had already passed the Senate. Correct. But that doesn't count for this because they're just putting right. the language into this new bill. Right, you guys. So the if nobody, old bill if, is is dead and gone for all intents exactly. and purposes. Well, it's it's still a, like alive, but probably nothing is going to happen with it because right. their new tactic is to literally highlight, copy, and then paste it into the budget bill. So it's mm-hmm. now you know in the budget bill and it's got its new life in the budget bill. And We're still using the same call to action page because mm-hmm. that already has all the information about the language and everything. Sure, but sure. This isn't you know, that bill itself, it's actually copy pasted into the spending bill, which we now need to address because that is a must pass, right? Like this is funded by the federal pass, government. Yeah. So, you know, we really, really need to hammer on, you know, Mitch and your representatives that this is not, we don't want this language in this bill. Yeah. I, Mitch and Mitch is our, t- Mitch McConnell. Yeah. Are we, we're putting, him. Our, we're putting yeah. our hopes in Mitch right now to change I mean, this language. 
however you feel about that but you know if we could like <laughs> melt his phones like we did with yes. the white house for example it would be I incredible necessarily know that he would completely ignore that but we need people to do right i can't do that by myself i can't melt i can't melt a phone line by myself you can't. know what i mean we need you could try but you, you can't exactly yeah we need everybody we need everybody to calls and this is just like it was in 2019 when we were trying to call the white house phone lines and get through to trump when we did that we got through so exactly. there's no there's no reason to believe that if we do it again that we wouldn't have at least a similar effect. We have to right. be on Mitch McConnell's radar. Like we have to throw ourselves on his radar. Like we have to jump onto his radar. Oh, yeah, and start as hard screaming. as we can. Yeah, and start yeah. yelling and just shouting. Yeah. And just shouting at Mitch McConnell. So it's you know, the game has changed. The goalposts have moved again and it's not just a standalone S1253. It's getting included like as Danielle said into this omnibus spending bill that is a must-pass bill. No nobody's going to vote against it. The the president is not going to veto it when it gets to his desk because it literally funds the government. It just happens to have some really crummy legislative language in it and this is one of the things that I cannot stand when any federal or, or state or local mm -hmm. municipality governments do that. And I remember, God, when was it? Like maybe two years ago, I want to say 2017, there was the Florida. Florida had this bill that was like five different things all in one bill. It was like a uh, flavor ban and then like offshore oil drilling mm -hmm. and then this budget for like golf courses and it's all in one bill. So if you vote yes on this bill, you're actually voting yes on this, but no on this, but yes on this, but yes on this, but no on this, but no on this right. by voting for one bill. Yeah. And I can't stand that. I think it's a tactic. The, it's, it's a, a tactic. Underhand, and they do it, especially sneaky. with bills that they can't get passed on their own. Right? Yeah, they do it so, all the time. This bill on its own has been like, you know, waiting for a long time and not really moving. You know, it's been going slow. So their shortcut is, oh, we'll just sneak it into this other thing that is not even remotely related sneak at all. It in. It's totally allowed because apparently that's a legal thing that you can do. And then people want the majority of what's in it so bad that they're like, fine, we'll just pass this we'll extra just pass. thing that they yeah. added at this footnote they added at the bottom. Like it happens all the time. All the time. Uh, and like I said, it happens on a state level, local level, city council level, everything level. It's a tactic. And, it, you know, it's one of those dirty tactics. Like I remember in California when Senator Mark Leno had that like, oh, closed doors meeting yep. vote, you know. Mm -hmm. So like no public allowed. No one's allowed. We're just going to secretly vote on this secret mm -hmm. thing that's going to affect all these people without anybody. And it's just the smarmiest oh oh grab those guys and be like you know mm. you don't speak, right yeah so what i think matters you do what i say you don't do Nothing. what you think is best i elected you do yeah. what i'm telling you to do yeah fuck yeah danielle jones that's see that's if the you, way it's supposed to work yeah if you can't get it through there's probably a reason maybe yeah. and I know this isn't like a hundred percent of the time all the time because there's good bills that don't make it through either but like if you know you need to try something different if it's not getting through maybe there's a reason you know what i mean not just like oh let me just cheat and put it in something else so they have to say yes to yeah, it so they have they to say other. yes 
Like yep. that's I I feel that's cheating. I'm gonna I go ahead like, and go on record and say I'm gonna that's say cheating. it's cheating too. I'm gonna say it's cheating too. That's cheaters. That's the equivalent of putting your dog's medication in like a chunk of cheese and right. then just tossing it and then they just eat yeah. it and eat the medication yeah. too and didn't even know. Yeah. I mean that's it works for dogs. It works for dogs. But government is is government dogs? We are uh, not the dogs. We are not so, the dogs. Someone's no. the dog in the situation, and I think it's the government. No, we are. We are government the dogs. Quit hiding shit in our cheese. Okay? Stop hiding pills Stop. in our cheese. <laughs> not taking that. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna spit it out. That yeah. nope. Yeah. I'm not eating that piece of cheese. No. I'm just not eating it. <laughs> and I hate it. I hate that tactic. I hate it. I can't stand it. it drives me insane. So that is what's going on with your uh that's what's going on with your vape mail goalposts have changed the goals have changed so uh, instead of you know whatever being upset that they did this we just instantly have to pivot and yep. and change our attack and and yep. change how we're communicating our message and who we're communicating our message to and it's not uh contact your representatives and tell them to reject 12 s 12 3 it's whoops you know now contact your representatives with a different message or can now contact Mitch McConnell with a different message. Right. That's how advocacy works. You're always exactly. pivoting, always pivoting. When they do shysty stuff, we have to pivot and like follow that. You know what I mean? Pivot. That's, yeah. That's why it's important to be a member of CASA. So you get the updates, see the emails, yeah. and all the things you guys, because shit changes quickly and you want to know what's happening. Yep. At least I do. I want to know what's happening. I want to know what's happening. So, uh, like I said, usual suspects all down in the description. E literally everything I just talked about will be down there. And now moving forward from that. Oh, I didn't get to did I show the, there it is. Melt the phone lines. That's it. I'm going to put the big, big calls, big call to action up there. Mitch McConnell. There's the phone number. There's the phone number. And what are we asking them? When, if we called the phone, if we called the phone, um, I would say, Oh, uh, hello. This is the office of Mitch McConnell. What do you have to say? And you're the consumer. What do you say, say? I would say, hello, my name is Danielle Jones. Um, and I would like to pass along a message to Mr. McConnell, how I feel about some legislation. And they will say, okay, um, well, would you like to tell him? Mm -hmm. Cause you're not going to talk to him. You guys, if mm -mm. you've never done this before and you're scared, you're, you're not just talking talk to, to some him. intern. You're, that's just, you know, exactly. making no money, just sitting there answering phones. That's who exactly. you're talking to. That's all. You're Occasionally they'll talk back to you. I've heard some not talk back, but they'll like have a conversation. They'll ask questions or something. Most of the time they're just writing down what you're saying and hanging up the phone. Like yeah. that's most of it. And so I'll say, I would like to voice my opinion on some legislation that uh, McConnell is going to, you know, have sway over or be, you know, coming across his desk. And I would say the, you know, 2021 spending bill has language restricting the mailing and sale of vapor products. Unfortunately, we don't have a section number as of yet, yeah, uh, as far as I know. Number. We That's need the, the section number. Part. As soon as we have it, we'll put it out because that'll be easier. You can say reject section, blah, 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 blah. Yep. But because we don't have that right now, you're going to say it is the you know section of the bill that deals with regulating the shipping um, and adding vapor products to the PAC Act. Would you, I would like uh, Senator McConnell to know that I do not support this um, and I want him to 
remove this or not vote for it if it's included in it. You know, yes. that sort of thing, basically. Yes. So what it is, <laughs> what you want him to do. And literally, you're just calling up and saying, I would like to tell you my opinion about this. Yep. And it is literally their job to say, yes, please. What is your opinion? That's yes. literally all you're doing. It's yep. like, like you're on Twitter, but on the phone. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? You just mm -hmm. have to say, I want him to know how I feel about this. And they yes. say, okay. You know what I mean? And then you say the message. And if you're even too afraid to do that, at him on Twitter, you guys. Go yeah. bananas. Be respectful, but go bananas on Twitter. And be like, yeah. vaping saved my life. Tell your smoking story. Talk about how accessibility to these products is incredibly important. And yeah. that, you know, putting it in the PACT Act is going to basically be the beginning of the end of online sales. And like all of these things. We have tons of talking points on the call to action. Um, yeah, uh, yes, absolutely. I'm sorry. I was looking at the chat breeze tones. Um, no. So we're trying to get the section information that's part of this bill so that we can refer to it when we're making the phone calls as it stands right now, we're, you would just have to say something like the language needs to be removed from this omnibus bill. I would say right. I would use the word omnibus bill and I would say yes. there's anti-vaping language in this right. omnibus bill and it needs to be removed because it's affecting millions, literally millions and millions of smokers and right. vapors, blah, blah, blah. You know, freestyle, do, do your own thing, but mention the omnibus bill. And once we can get like the actual section, whatever right. subsection. As of as far as I've been updated, um, they have not put the actual um text of the bill out like published the full spending bill once they do that we can scroll and find the section and it'll yep. be section one point blah 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 whatever it is you know what i mean and then we could be like that's the one that we need to tell everybody about to and i believe the house is supposed correct me if i'm wrong i believe the house is supposed to vote on uh it tomorrow in the house so i would think that it needs to be published pretty soon it ha I feel like it has I mean, to be, but then again, I don't know the way the government works. Maybe they don't publish it. I've heard sometimes <laughs> you know? they publish bills like 10 minutes before they're supposed to vote on it. Like yes. that's the thing that people have bitched about, like senators yep. and representatives. Like how yeah, am I supposed 100%. to read this when I have 10 minutes and it's like 500 pages? So I don't know when they're going to put it out. Um, I know that that would be helpful, but for the time <sighs> being, reference vapor products, shipping restrictions, PAC Act. Yeah, PAC Act. Yeah, the PAC Act. Act. Packed act, act. packed yes. act, yeah. readapt, react, apt. I'm just kidding. That's from the office. Kristen in the chat. Can we tell him we don't want his cheese? Yes. You say, I don't want your cheese, Mitch. Don't try to throw me that cheese because I'm going to spit it out. You're going to need to explain it on the phone, though, because he's not watching the stream. And right. He he's not going to be in on the inside metaphor. joke. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not in on the inside joke. They're Unless, gonna check the I crazy mean, person box. What then. if Mitch McConnell's watching right now? Listen, I would be Mitch? shocked, <laughs> Mitch. Listen, Mitch. <laughs> oh, Daniel's getting serious. That was awful close to the mic. I know. Text Mitch to four seven three six zero. I'm just kidding. Don't do that, John Haymaker. Um, so yeah, that's where we're at, and, and that's all you can say. Like that's where we're at. You know, we got a course correct. We got to do the thing, and that's where we're at. Um. I have like two little bits of like pretty good news before we start talking about the United Kingdom and what's about to happen over there. But the first little bit of good news is going to be, <laughs> if I can get to it, actually, I'm going to do this first. Uh, real quickly, uh, does anybody know Texas Mama 09 on Instagram? Um, so I'm going to tell you a little about this person here. This is Hope. 
this is Hope and her, her autistic daughter, Caitlin. And they live in Texas and they're wonderful people. They're vapors. They're part of the community and they, they do a lot for other people in the community. Um, Hope herself, she does a lot for other people in the community. She's one of the, the greatest, most kind-hearted, like welcoming, giving people that I've ever met. She is a single mother. She takes care of her 19-year-old autistic daughter. She also takes care of her mother who is sick, and she herself has lupus that she's dealing with and has to go to the hospital regularly for that and is taking you know, her mom to the hospital. And right now, she doesn't have a car. She's taking Ubers and Lyfts everywhere. She's spending 40 to $50 a day on lifts to get back and forth from the hospital and Ubers to get back and forth from the grocery store. And it's unacceptable to me, unacceptable to me. So between me and my patrons, I threw out this idea, like what if we started a, a GoFundMe for hope? Um, and so it's, it's here. I'm going to shout out uh, lethal coils, hundred percent for starting this. Um, she's, she is evil women. She's an incredible person. She's an incredible person. And, uh, you know, we got to help each other out. Obviously, uh, nobody wants to help us out. Uh, Jeff Bezos is happy sitting on his money like a dragon and the federal government just, nah, they don't care. So it's up, up to us to help each other out. And there's a GoFundMe um, for hope. We set a kind of an arbitrary goal of $10,000, but that's only because I had the idea like, I bet you we could raise enough money to buy hope a car. Like, she, could, she was in a car accident recently, which is why she doesn't have a car. She got totaled, went to the hospital, had to stay overnight in the hospital. And her poor daughter, Caitlin, is you know terrified. Anyway, they don't have a car anymore. I, I would love to be able to get Hope enough money to have a car so that she can be self-sufficient and take care of herself and her daughter and her mother. Uh, and that's, that's, just, uh, that's just it. That's my pitch. I'll put a link down in the description. If you want to help out Hope and Caitlin, it would be really greatly appreciated. Literally, you know, it's like when we're talking about Kassan, things like this. There's people that need money and $1, $5, $3, it, it all helps and it all adds up. And uh, this is some hope for Hope. And we're just trying to get her a car because she's just such a wonderfully, wonderfully great person. So I'll be sharing that for, you know, at least this week. I'll be sharing it on social media as well. Uh, there needs to be some hope for hope. So now there's a little bit of good news. Let's have a little bit of good news out of Japan here, you guys. Now, this is especially interesting, and we're going to get into it in a second, but the big headline on this PR release, sales of conventional cigarettes in Japan reduced by 34% since the launch of heated tobacco products. 34%. That is insane to me. I'm obviously not going to read this whole thing, but it starts off and it says, the development and commercial launch of novel nicotine and tobacco products, NNTP is the acronym they use here, which can we just have like one acronym that we all use? That's like, How about heat, not burn? H HNB. Right, but this includes vaping, so it's novel uh, nicotine and tobacco products. They use NNTP. We use ENDS here. We use ENDS, yeah. So N's, many. NNTPs, HTPs, HNBs. LMNOPs. Uh, Evolies. Oh, no, that's not what we're Voppies. Voppies. 
The development and commercial launch of novel nicotine and tobacco products, such as e-cigarettes and heated tobacco products, have stimulated debate around the use of these products as a component of tobacco harm reduction. Yeah, public health systems in countries such as the United Kingdom and New Zealand encourage smokers to adopt NNTPs if they are otherwise unable or unwilling to quit. However, concerns remain about the lack of data on their long-term impact on health and whether people who have never smoked, particularly youths, will initiate through NNTPs and later transition into smoking conventional cigarettes. Spoiler alert, they don't. They don't. They don't initiate with vapor products and they don't transition to conventional cigarettes. But regardless, this is something that they're concerned about in Japan, except not really. Not really at all. They're not concerned with youth uptake at all. They're just happy that less people are smoking in the country. And when you think about the country of Japan, this is especially interesting because up until it was like the mid to late 80s, the the government of Japan was the sole monopoly of tobacco cigarettes in, in the country. If you bought tobacco cigarettes, you were buying them from the government. This wasn't like... Philip Morris is selling you cigarettes in the United States. No, this was Japan. I don't even know the, whatever the brand was. Japanese government official, yeah, state-run tobacco companies. State-run tobacco companies. And what they're finding now in Japan is that with the launch of these heat-not-burn products, their smoking rates are just plummeting like crazy. And they see this happening, and they're not standing in the way of it. The Japanese government basically went, oh, you guys want to use these instead? Okay, like, here you go. We have all this data that shows that they're less harmful for you. If you prefer them to tobacco cigarettes, here you go. Go nuts. We're not going to stand in the way. Because the tobacco companies in Japan were owned by the federal government, Japan has some of the most relaxed, like, smoking laws uh, worldwide. I mean... It's societally like looked down upon, you know, if you're smoking in public type of thing, it's like a societal thing, but there's no like laws in Japan about where you can and can't smoke. I mean, not in, even until recently, you could smoke in public. You can, you know, they left it up to the essentially like the businesses to decide if you go into wherever in Japan, they might let you smoke in there. Really, really relaxed laws, really, really relaxed laws. So they noticed this enormous enormous drop in cigarette smoking and it says globally smoking is the leading preventable cause of premature morbidity and mortality which we're well aware of with over 7 million mortalities from smoking related diseases and a further 1.2 million from exposure to tobacco smoke overall based on the data from japan the following trends have been identified between 2015 and 2019 the total cigarette sales in japan dropped 34 percent which can be associated with the commercial launch of heated tobacco products. The regulatory framework for heated tobacco products is increasingly diverging from the framework governing conventional traditional cigarettes in terms of taxation, health warnings, and restrictions on youth. The, available, the availability of heated tobacco products has had a low impact on the initiation of tobacco use by never smokers and reinitiation by former smokers. Heated tobacco products are also less likely to cause household fires than conventional cigarettes, which are the leading cause of household fires in Japan. This is all really good. 
the government is, I don't know if they're, I would say they're embracing it, but they're uh, allowing it. And I guess borderline, like encouraging it. The government just lets the citizens do what the citizens want to do. God, that sounds like such a crazy idea right now. That is unbelievable. Japanese citizens, they want to they wanna use ICOS and heat not burn products. And the government says, okay, that's fine. Just And you'll stop smoking and you'll be healthier and there'll be less household fires and we're not worried about youth because there's no uh, uptake. There's no, you know, there's no youth uptake of these heated tobacco products in Japan. Huge win, huge win in Japan. Smoking's dropping like crazy and it's all because of heat, not burn tobacco products dropped 34%. And really the, one of the reasons why I put this out there is this is something that we can use as an example. You know, when you're rattling off the, the, the countries that have already embraced vaping as a form of tobacco harm reduction, you, you rattle off like UK, New Zealand, throw Japan onto that list because they're doing it and they take it seriously. And, you know, Japan, South Korea, they love heat, not burn. Love it. They go crazy for it. More so than even, uh, you know, liquid nicotine vaping and definitely even more so than cigarettes. So that's some pretty good news out of Japan. You know, it's not all doom and gloom. Cigarette sales are way down. Japanese are just warming up their tobacco and loving every second of it. So that's where we're at in Japan. Um, a little bit of good news out of California. Real quick before the, before we get to the UK. A little, little bit of good news out of California. So the first time that Danielle Jones was on Tuesday Bro Tuesday, she was here to talk about the California flavor ban. Remember that? Right. That seems like yep. ages ago. I know. Oh, ages ago. ago. And so we talked about the California flavor ban, and you know we went into it, and we talked about... There is one thing that could happen, and that one thing has happened, and that one thing is signatures. So there was this 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 idea of a referendum brought up, correctly? And, and stop me if yes. I'm explaining this wrong, but there was a referendum where if we could get, a, not we, me, if they if could, someone. if someone, if someone could get enough signatures, mm -hmm. then the flavor ban wouldn't go through and that it would be moved to 2022 where the California voters can then vote on it, correct? Right. So it's one of the only ways to stop a piece of legislation that is passed at the state level is to challenge it by way of a referendum. Right. Um, and so what, what it's basically saying is like, look, I've gathered enough signatures that enough California residents disagree with this that it should be left to the people because we don't feel that you are doing what we want. So right. it's a challenge. It's a ch yeah, it's yeah, it's essentially a challenge. It's a challenge. That's a yeah, see that's a really good way to put it. It's a yeah. challenge. And so what we have, there's no like official uh there's no official I don't know, press release or anything. All we no. have is Stefan's tweet, right? right this is right. all we have. And it's funny because he mentions California Attorney General uh, uh, Javier Becerra, who we were just talking about not too long ago, wondering if he becomes the head of Health and Human Services, how is he going to, right. you know, how is he going to view vaping? Like how uh, how is he going to see it? This is what we have. Stefan posted on Twitter: California AG Becerra has agreed to suspend 
SB793's flavor ban in the light of our signatures and to avoid the litigation hearing on the 17th. California's flavor ban will be suspended until failure to qualify or voters approve it in the November 2022 election. 2022 election. So 2022, basically two years Bought two years in California. Um, what is failure to qualify? I'm not familiar with that term, Danielle. Okay, so what happens is um, people go around and they gather signatures, right? And you have to hit a certain number. I think the minimum required number is like 600,000. Okay. However, Boy, that's a lot of signatures. You, yes, but when you go around and collect signatures, inevitably you're going to have you know, a rando person who used a fake name because they were uncomfortable with you and just wanted to get away. Sure, sure. Somebody who was shopping in a different county than they live in and signed it in that county instead of the county that they live in. Like there's rules, right? Sure. And so some signatures can be invalidated. And so the state of California does, I mean, ideally they're trying to check these for validity, right? Because they don't want a bunch of fake signatures able to trigger a, a, a referendum. So they do a series of kind of spot checks. Um, so they'll grab like a certain number of signatures and check them. And if, you know, the percentage is high enough that they're valid, then they just assume that the rest of them are valid as well. Sure. And so basically what they're going to do is they're going to check some of these signatures that the, the these people have gathered. Um, and if they meet the, you know, if the percentage comes out okay, then we're good to go. Everything's good. We're good. If the percentage comes out wonky and a bunch of them are invalidated, that triggers a full, uh, they have to go through. And I believe they gathered like, I think it was somewhere around a million signatures. It was like 900,000 wow. or it was a lot. Like they, wow. they overshoot because they know some of them are going to be invalidated. Are like, these are like publicly gathered signatures yes. during yeah. a pandemic when people aren't out right. like of the, the house anyway. Stand outside the grocery store and ask yeah. you to sign That's yeah. the, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. so, um, basically what that means is that assuming the signatures are validated either in the spot check or in a full check, assuming that that's good to go, then yes, um, the bill will be frozen. So it will not go into effect right. until November, 2022, when on your ballot for election time will be, do you want to pass as you know, this thing doing this, that, and, and then all the voters in California have to vote on it. Yes. So it, it buys time, basically. Buys time. So it can't go into effect. Listen, it buys time, and it, it, buying time is a, a, a great thing. Buying time is incredible because it buys time for us to not, you know, continue having a thriving ish, as thriving as we can, vape industry in California and allowing consumers to still get flavored vapor products from stores and online retail. But it also gives us two years to reach the voters of California, you know? Right. It it gives us two years to maybe present some science, maybe to change some minds, maybe to try to get some sort of PR. You know, I was driving around, uh, where was I? Somewhere over uh, Beverly Hills, like Hollywood area a few days ago. Mm -hmm. And I asked Casey, I was like, how much would that billboard cost? And she just laughed at me. I said, why would you have one? Maybe I want to have a billboard right here on, you know, in Hollywood that says something about uh, vaping. I don't know, adults and nicotine or something like that. How much would that billboard cost? And she just laughed at me and she said, well, 
Even if you could get on the res reservation list for that billboard, you'd probably get access to that billboard in like four or five years because they're sold out for so long. And you could probably put an ad up there for about a week and it would probably be like fifty to $60,000 a week. I was like, all right, so maybe not a billboard right there, but, you know, somewhere, right? Like, we have to reach have that? people. That's not your pocket change money? No, of brain? course not. Yeah, I'll just dip into that grim green, those, that grim green stash I have and just buy some billboards For in billboards. L.A. And look, if I had a spare 50 grand, maybe that's not the most smart way to spend it. But I would do that. I would do a billboard. I would do something, you know. Some sort of information campaign. It yeah, it depends on the location. It's obviously. location. Yeah, it's location. More eyeballs. The more yeah, expensive. more eyeballs. Yeah, and I mean, I only ask Casey because she's done so much tour marketing and has purchased so many billboards, right. like across the state. You know, just kind of ballpark it. I'm like, okay, well, that's too expensive. Maybe a smaller scale PR campaign, but still, that gives us two years mm -hmm. to change minds in California and two years of flavored vaping in California. I'll take this good news. I'll take it. Sold. Yep. Hook, line, and sinker. I needed some good news when I saw that. I was surprised to see Becerra's name on there because then that gives me a little bit more information on him. Like, oh, okay, well, okay, well, that's interesting. How's he going to do you know, health and human services? Maybe. I don't know. From what I understand, yeah. he was getting real ornery, at least in public, about the referendum and the signatures, and he was being a real stickler. But I think I don't remember all the intricacies, but there's like weird delayed deadline issues with COVID and getting them validated and all this thing. And right. I think there was going to be a court challenge on the side of the people gathering the signatures and it sounds like to avoid all that drama, he was basically like, fine, I'll freeze the bill as long as the signatures get validated. And I okay. believe the deadline to validate is March something, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so they have until then to do their spot check or do a full, you know, uh, audit, if you will, of all the signatures. Mm -hmm. um, so we will know by or before March if okay. it's good to go and, in fact, it is everything is frozen until 2022. Everything's frozen until 2022. Uh, that's, that's the like news thing. I want. That's the news I want. That's the news I want. Uh, had a quick super chat from New Wave, Dave. This is for the Grim Green Billboard Fund. Thank Aww. you. Very gracious of you. The struggle is real. I'm going to put that money into the Grim Green Billboard Fund. We're going to see if we can get like uh, $50,000 and get uh, one billboard for one week. But it's on Hollywood Boulevard. So there's some decent news, you know, <laughs> there's some decent news out of California. Um, let's talk about the United Kingdom. You want to talk about the United Kingdom now? Let's do it. So what's up, United Kingdom? How's everybody doing in the United Kingdom? Over, living over there in that vapor's paradise, you know, your government just encourages vaping. You have some dumb arbitrary TPD rules, but you still get tanks and mods and vapes and flavors and vape shops and it's like a vapor's paradise over there right now and i say right now because whoa you guys so heads up uk um there's a cozy relationship forming between your country 
and our favorite guy in the United States. I'm just going to say it. We're all real big fans. It's Mike Bloomberg. Yeah. Mike Bloomberg and his big time philanthropy money. He hates vaping, you guys. H hates it. Hates it. Hates any vaping that's not his vaping. Hates vaping. And Bloomberg has a lot of money. And Bloomberg has a philanthropy. And Bloomberg philanthropies. Ho ho. They're coming to the United Kingdom. This comes to us today via planetofthevapes.co.uk. Smoking on action and health. So the United Kingdom has ASH, the ASH organization, Action on Smoking and Health. It says here, Action on Smoking and Health is an anti-tobacco charity that supported vaping as a means for tobacco harm reduction. As time has gone by, it appears to have suffered from mission creep and has taken to making some outlandish announcements on what legislation is required next. Denying Michael Bloomberg is the threat many recognize him to be, Ash's closeness to the academics he funds is evident in its, in its proposals and an article in the conversation this week. Get excited, United Kingdom. We're all going to be on the same team soon. Uh, at last week's e-cigarette summit, now I'm probably going to end up reading this whole damn thing and pausing to rant and talk about it. At last week's e-cigarette summit, Ash's chief executive, Deborah Arnott, spoke about why UK regulations on vaping need to be updated. She began by detailing how the number of vapors in the UK has plummeted from 3.9 million to 3.2 million. Many commentators have placed the blame on this for the hysteria emanating from the United States and baseless fears being whipped up by the well-financed Michael Bloomberg operation operating out of Bath University. <sighs> this impression is underpinned by Ash's data showing that UK adults think vaping is as or more harmful than smoking has grown, grown in the UK to a disrespectful 34%. Arnott then presented findings demonstrating the vast majority of teens in the UK do not vape and there are almost no never smokers. The view of the battlefield is clear. Vaping works. It's far safer. There's no impact on youth, but disinformation is causing a problem for adults. The way ahead ought to be to push for regulations that would encourage more adults to switch given the fears about teens appear to be baseless. But wait a minute. Oh, this is where things get awesome, you guys. This is where things get awesome. You thought they were only a U.S. problem? Arnott from Ash. Arnott spoke about how Ash has now partnered with the Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids to complain about Vipe, a vape company, congratulating an actor on an award. We could see the impact on the youth, she continued, Young people are as likely to report seeing online ads in the U.S. despite their being legal. What? Online ads in the U.S. despite their being legal here and not illegal here and not in the U.S. So Deborah from Ash has partnered with Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. <laughs> and the first action that they take is to get mad at a vape company for congratulating an actor because the youth might see a vape company congratulating an actor and then want to vape? 
I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But campaign for tobacco-free kids rarely makes sense. Says, but hang on a second, Deborah. You just covered annual data demonstrating that even if they see these ads, they aren't ads, they're having no impact on their use. This built up for Arnott to present Ash's direction of travel to influence policy post-January. You ready for this? This is what Ash, previous cheerleaders of vaping, are saying now about where the UK needs to go in January. Flavors is the really big issue. And the thing that there's most concern about when it comes to e-cigarettes. Did you guys just see what happened there? Ash, cheerleaders of vaping, now they get that Bloomberg philanthropy money. Now they're partnered with Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids. So from the United States, you're welcome. And now Ash's first presentation on where we should influence this policy in January is, oh, now Ash is concerned about flavors, you guys. That's weird. It's like a weird little 180. What? They just teamed with the Campaign for Tobacco for Kids, and now they're already talking about how flavors are the really big issue and the biggest concern when it comes to e-cigarettes. In fact, Arnott is concerned about flavors and how the flavors are being promoted. For this section on her talk, she parrots propaganda from Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids. The marketing is all about sweet flavors, she says, showing a picture of a banana split that absolutely no adult has ever eaten. There's good evidence that packaging, labeling, and branding influences children's choices. Just be careful, UK. This hasn't stopped here. It's, it's still going. Again, Deborah, you've covered annual data demonstrating that even if they see the packaging, labeling, and branding, it isn't having an impact on their use. This isn't about science. Evidence has been forgotten. This is an emotive position talking about garish colors that do more than just lean, lean to a teen market. This is the kind of position taken by Bloomberg's anti-vaping operation working out of Bath University. Ash is now calling for plain packaging on all vapor products, exactly like tobacco. So nothing. White box, nicotine label, that's it. That's all you're going to get in the United Kingdom. If Ash has their way, if Ash and Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids and Bloomberg Philanthropies have their way in the UK, you guys are going to have no more packaging. It's going to be all plain packaging with nothing but warnings on it. And flavors are going to be in danger for you guys now. And that is a huge, huge, I don't even know what to say. Just kick in the pants, kick to the face, shove down in the mud, drug under a bus. So there was a panel discussion apparently afterward. There was a panel debate and, and Clive Bates was there. Thank God Clive Bates oh, were there. Clive. Clive. Clive so for the win. So smart. So smart. Thank God he was there during the debate portion of this panel. Um, he called for people to park their worries about the tobacco industry because it was getting in the way of people switching. 
He launched into the Bloomberg-driven fears over teens that, as previously highlighted, does not exist in the UK. He says, we need to grow up about kids. The debate about kids in this field is absolutely puerile. It's ridiculous. Kids will basically do what adults do. They'll have fads. They'll have fashions. They'll blow hot. They'll blow cold. And if we bend adult society around the shape of children, we will end up with a bent adult society. Thank God for Clive Bates. Yep. Thank God for Clive Bates. Ash, Action on Smoking and Health, and Dabra Arnott are either unaware of the influence Bloomberg is having on the charity's approach to vaping, or they don't care. They know teen vaping isn't an issue. They know adult confusion about safety is growing. They know vaping works. They know consumers developed vape products to appeal to them the most, yet they want to see vaping items look more like tobacco products, which will equate the two in the minds of adult smokers. So there you go. Uh, Bloomberg Philanthropies uh, and Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids heading to the United Kingdom and already sinking their teeth in and doing as much damage as they possibly can. So, UK vape advocates, (laughs) get organized, get radicalized, get motivated, do everything you can to stop Bloomberg and his weird, creepy Bloomberg tentacles and his Muppet face out of your country, out of the United Kingdom. All he's going to do is come in there like he did in the United States and, oh, a Bloomberg's going to donate $160 million to end youth vaping, to end the e-cigarette epidemic, which really what that means is Bloomberg is going to use his money to take away all of your vape stuff. All of it. He wants to destroy the market. He wants to decimate small businesses so that when his hail comes out, he has the lion's share of the market. This isn't about money. This isn't even about emotions or quitting smoking. This is about Bloomberg wanting to control you with the campaign for tobacco for kids in the United Kingdom. And it's I was more upset by this, reading this, than I was, I don't know, reading anything in recent memory. I thought, not the UK. Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids is going to be in the UK? Yeah, and I have to imagine that, like, you know, think about it from their perspective. The UK is probably a big problem for them because that's where we have the Royal Mm -hmm. College of Physicians. Mm -hmm. That's where we have, like, that's our biggest example of, like, hey, U.S. legislators, why do you think weird stuff is happening when other countries do not think that? And they have all the evidence to the opposite. Yep. So if they could come in there, our biggest, you know, win where things are going well and try to crumble that, then, you know, we don't have much left. So I'm yes. not entirely surprised that they're trying to attack that and flip that. And yep. you guys in the UK, you cannot let him do this. Yeah, you, you cannot like sit on your hands on this. State <laughs> jerk Muppet face mess with your stuff and you guys like never if i were you the safest thing to it's never good to assume that like oh the nhs is fine they won't let this happen they're big no don't do not do that because what what can happen is what has happened here in the united states right 
campaign for tobacco free kids comes in and they pay off ash and then ash starts talking to all of your mps right your guys mm -hmm. version of legislators and they get them all in a tizzy about a fake thing that's not actually happening like the u.s youth vaping and epidemic they start doing you know laws or do they call them laws parliament stuff it can happen in weird ways I think you guys so just stay alert and vigilant and don't assume that everything is fine you do need to nip this stuff in the bud when it comes mm -hmm. up you yeah you have to nip it in the bud and don't think like like Danielle just said don't think that the NHS uh, is gonna save you you know because every system is corruptible every system is corruptible we have the american lung association in the united states telling people not to vape because it's bad for your lungs we have the american heart association american heart association you know mm -hmm. it's like how wh why and how you were so respected and so trusted and you're the american heart association now you're telling people oh don't vape Stanton glance science don't vape cardiac Bad for your heart. Stanton Glantz science. Bad for your heart. Where did Stanton Glantz get that money? Campaign for tobacco for kids. Mike Bloomberg. Mm -hmm. That's what. That's what that that science was bought and paid for and given to the American Heart Association. So don't think that. Uh, I mean, I hope not. I would hope that the NHS would stand their fucking ground. I mean, that hope would be not. ideal, right? Hope not. Right. But money talks, and even if they can't Whoa. get them, they can get other people that can get at them, you guys. These these guys are tricky, and they are shysty, and they will do whatever it is because they think that they're right. So just stay vigilant and do not walk around like you're untouchable because nobody is untouchable. Nobody's untouchable, and I couldn't – I it was like a – it was like watching a car accident. I'm reading this going, Ash has partnered with Campaign for Tobacco-Free Kids? Oh, God. God, go oh, God, no. Why, God, why? Why, no. I felt like Michael Scott when Toby came back. Just, no, why? As soon as I saw those acronyms, I was like, CTFK, oh, no. CTFK no. in the UK and Bloomberg no. Philanthropies, and no. they are going to attempt, I mean, they already are on that path, but they are going to attempt to ruin vaping in the United Kingdom. And they're probably going to push it hard, right? Hard. Like I said, that's hard. our best case example if of how UK well falls, it works. Yeah. You know. I mean, if UK falls and cigarette sales start going up and they limit flavors and they, you know, the TPD turns out to be, TPD3 turns out to be even worse than TPD1. That was Bloomberg. And that, exactly. I mean, and it's going to, I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not saying UK is going to fall. I'm saying... The possibility is there, and your enemies are lined up along the border. Yep, and they're, they're at the all door, guys. they're at the door, and they're all they all look like a just picture like eight hundred Matt Myers, and that's terrifying. And then like one giant Bloomberg with his big Muppet face, and one giant Bloomberg all standing at the border of the UK. They're all waiting in line for the London Eye. You know that's where they're at. They're in your country. They're sowing doubt merchants of doubt seeds of doubt into your mps and into your public health institutions and you you it won't even be a blink of an eye and you'll turn around and you'll go wait why are flavors being limited now right. wait why are 
every bottle in a vape shop is just white with nicotine warnings all over it. Oh, now I can only buy a five mil bottle of e-liquid. They can get worse. No tanks allowed at all. They can get worse. And Mike Bloomberg and Campaign for Tobacco for Kids are going to make sure that they get as worse as they possibly can. So you have to fight this tooth and nail. I'm just telling you from experience. We've been dealing with Matt Myers and Campaign for Tobacco for Kids for like a decade now. Yep. And now the UK gets gets to also fight them with us. See, the now now we have a common enemy though, you know? Before it was solidarity. like solidarity. Solidarity, you know? I'm solidarity. Not happy for them. <laughs> no, no. I wish it was reverse solidarity. Like I wish we were solidarity around the fact that vaping is now safe right. legal and accessible for all adults and all flavors and you know uh, you know dream regulations and things like this i wish we were solid over that instead of having a common enemy that we both just despise into the ground yep and that comes in the form of mike bloomberg and his big muppet face and his campaign for tobacco free kids and matt myers and they're just going over to the uk to cause havoc that's it Yep, and lie. That's all they're doing. That's what they're gonna do. They they're do gonna it go. Over, and they're gonna lie. They're gonna lie. Yes, they're, they're going to lie. Yeah. And they're gonna try to pretend well, like the data about no youth vaping doesn't mm-hmm. exist. And they're just gonna try to inflame people with emotional he- arguments. And you guys have to keep reiterating the science that you have and the data that mm-hmm. you have, and keep telling your smoking story and how vaping has helped you and saved your life. You have yes. to keep hammering on those things. So your MPs and all your decision makers do not forget and get distracted by the money and the dramatic lies that Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids is going to tell them. Yeah. Uh, I, yes, absolutely. And I saw a, ch- a chat that I wanted to... Scott Scott Keys in the chat says, Big difference is our NHS needs healthy lungs, not profit in sick people. Unlike the United States, Britain has dealt with scumbags like Bloomberg before. Yes. True. But... That's not Bloomberg's agenda. Bloomberg's agenda is anti-nicotine. Anti-nicotine. So you know how you have uh, nicotine caps in the UK? What if those nicotine caps came way down because Bloomberg's anti-nicotine? It's not just an anti-vaping agenda. It's a controlling your life agenda. It's a he could go to the NHS and say, that's great that you have all these people that are, have quit smoking, but they're still addicted to nicotine. And the NHS needs to crack down on nicotine addicts in the United Kingdom. Bloomberg is anti-nicotine, not necessarily just anti-vaping. Anti-nicotine is a huge component to this. And, uh, Look, it's going to be interesting. I'm going to I'm going to follow this. I mean, I'm going to try to keep up as much as I possibly can with Bloomberg and CTFK in the United Kingdom. Um, and like, you know, I can't come to any conclusions. I'm not going to say something's definitely going to happen. Something's definitely not going to happen. I'm saying it's happening already right now. Ash already did a 180 and started attacking vape companies and already did a 180 and started attacking flavors and already did a 180 and started being concerned about youth uptake in the United Kingdom where it's actually literally never been an issue. All of those things are brand new because of Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids and Mike Bloomberg's influential philanthropy dollars in your country. 
Bloomberg is a prohibitionist. Nothing about being a prohibition being nothing about being a prohibitionist is against NHS policy. Accurate? Is that against NHS policy? I don't know. I'm not a UK. I'm not. Oh, my camera died. Oh uh, man, that's okay. Here's what we're gonna do. I don't know why my camera dies. I have it plugged in. Stupid. Sorry. I would say Hold, please. One thing. I would say one thing to those, you know, who are like, oh, that can never happen and that's not going to happen. Here's the thing. Okay, you have two options, right? You can not take it seriously and ignore it, or you can be vigilant and take it seriously and make sure that you're keeping an eye out and doing your advocacy stuff, right? So let's look at the downsides to both of those. The downside of staying vigilant and advocating and making sure that everybody's on the same page and making sure that Bloomberg isn't trying to pull some shisty stuff is nothing. Right. If he if he doesn't get anywhere and you've been advocating, there's no downside. There's no, you yeah. haven't lost anything. There's nope. nothing bad about that. If you ignore it and something does happen, there is a very extreme downside to that. Right. Mm-hmm. So there, you know, staying vigilant doesn't have any downsides. Staying complacent has some huge downsides. So Humongous just, downsides. And, you know, you don't want to. Yes. And look, here's the thing. And you don't want you don't want to be caught off guard. You don't want to be surprised. You don't want to find out whatever in 15 days uh, this thing is getting rolled out. And now vape shops have to do X, Y, Z, this, that and the other. Uh, You can't no more short fills. Right. Because of nicotine in a tiny little bottle by itself. Bloomberg doesn't like that. So you find out next week something's happening. You don't want to be caught off guard like that. You know, we see things in California. It's like, we've seen this flavor ban happening for years. Slowly it's happening and it's coming and here's how you deal with it. And here's what we can do. And we kind of, you know, you got to get in front of this before it gets any worse. It is just, I mean, speaking from experience and being an American and used to having, you know, liberties trampled on, on a daily basis. It is, world's easier to stop these things before they happen than to let them go through and try to to reel it back in that's that is futility that is futility Uh, and unless something big happens like this referendum in california i mean for all intents and purposes that california flavor ban was a done deal yes that was It 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 passed it passed but didn't really pass not yet so stay Stay ahead of it as best you can. Stay as informed as you possibly can. Set up, what I do is I set up Google Alerts um, for everything. E-cigarettes, e-cigs, vaping, nicotine, tobacco, smoking. And I get email alerts every day with all of these topics in it. So I can see, you know, oh, Japan, 35% down in Japan. Great news. Let's use that, you know. And I get tons of news delivered to your inbox every day. And that's how you keep track of what's going on that and get on Twitter. I mean, that's get on Twitter. That's all I could say. That's where all the, that's where all the really hot action is happening is on Twitter. So I guess that's where I'm going to leave the United Kingdom. Um, I'm here for you. I'm on your side. I'll fight for your rights. Just the same that I fight for every vapor's rights in the United States. I'll do my best to get as much information out as I possibly can to anybody in the United Kingdom. Um, Like I said, I'll try my best. We're all in this together. It's a global thing. And uh, that's it. I'll try my best. I'll always try my best. That's all I can promise you. 
You guys have to take the ball and run with it. If I pass it, take it, run it. End zone? That's what they're the end of the football team, right? End zone? That's at the end? Okay. Yeah, that's the where you, okay. you score the goals. The goals are in the end zone. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not a sports guy, so I was trying no, to make a sports reference there, are, but I couldn't like, think of it. I was like, did they get the shit. score the basket? <laughs> Is that a? Did they get a hole in hole in one? Um, had a few super chats here. Tom Sharo uh, at my local Walmart. You cannot buy WD forty off the shelf anymore because a teen was caught in the bathroom huffing it. One teen, one stupid teen. Now we have to get a ticket to purchase it. Yeah, look, and this is what WD-40? Clive... WD-40? This is... I know. First of all... Why, though? Why, though? Second of all, this is what Clive Bates was talking about. This is bending an adult society into the shape of a child. And then now we have a society that's like, we just cater every dumb thing every dumb little kid does. It's like, oh, now we have to... You have to get a ticket to get WD-40 because that one kid... Like, that one kid that... That one, time one did a real dumb stupid thing. kid did the one time did a real stupid thing. It's like, it's unbelievable. What I mean, are we going to make Tide Pods illegal? Because some idiots on YouTube or yeah, them or oh yeah, Tide like, Pods are still. I bought Tide Pods. Yeah, but now they have that special child lock on the top. Have you I know. Seen that? Yeah, I just take a scissors to the top. Yeah. I'm like, no children here. Yeah, not necessary. Had a super chat here from Southern Comfort. Bloomberg can puff on these nuts i appreciate you southern comfort that made my day i like hearing it's you tell there. mike bloomberg to, to suck your nuts so i guess i mean and that's just a huge bummer like i'm not trying to dwell on this bloomberg campaign for tobacco free kids but it literally like set my hairs on end when i read ash has partnered with campaign for tobacco free kids i was just like huh like that shiver it, sound, it feels like someone stepped on your future grave. You know, it's like, the, oh, God, that's not going to be good. It's not going to be good for anybody. It's going to be good for Campaign for Tobacco Free Kids and Mike Bloomberg. It's not going to be good for, you know, public health, uh, smokers, vapors, any of that, any of that nonsense. So you guys in the UK, just stay alert. Stay on it. I'll help if you need me to. I'm here for you. Let's fucking let's take down Mike Bloomberg. Uh, let's take down Mike Bloomberg ourselves. I think that's a thing. Uh, had a couple more super chats pop in. Well, that was funny. Uh, Ian, that's very gracious of you. Uh, thanks for considering all the vapors around the world, Nick, from the UK and now infamous Bath. Oh, Ian, are you harboring Mike Bloomberg at your Bath University? Ian, here's what I want you to do: drive down to Bath University, find Mike Bloomberg. And like, no, don't take it. No, like not a haymaker right out of the gate. Don't swing at him, but just do one of these. Be like, you know, in the UK, you do, isn't it this? That's it in the UK. Instead of the middle finger, they do the two fingers. I don't oh, know. Do they? I, I think no they do. I think in the UK, this is like, fuck you. It's oh, not really? this. It's this. It's two fingers. Oh. <laughs> Jog on. That's what you do. You walk up to Bloomberg and you go, Jog on. In your, in your best, most intimidating British, like, you what, mate? Like that kind of angry British. Oh, scare yeah. him. Put the yeah. fear of the queen into him, you know? Oh, yeah. You what? And, you know, tell Oi. him to, oh, jog on. Say that. Jog on. 
Sorry, I'm I trying like to do my best British accent. Oh. You know, it's not coming out very well. All I know is Downton Abbey, and they don't cuss very much. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, just going to be honest. Oh, Downton Abbey's a great show, you guys. Downton Abbey, yeah. I've heard. Uh, I've never seen it. Maybe it'll be a retirement show for me. I'll watch it after Game of Thrones. You, you definitely should because I'm just going to go on a Downton Abbey small rant. I thought it was like an old lady show, and I was like, I'm never watching Downton Abbey. And then we were bored during co- you know, during the right. COVID like, Lockdown. You know, desert that is no content. And I was like, let's just try Downton Abbey. And then both Josh and I were like, oh, we love this. And then we watched it all. So. Oh, it's this in the UK. All right. Oh, it is? Do they is do that? this on Downton Abbey? No. Upside down don't. peace sign? Not that I saw on Downton Abbey. Bloody no. wanker. Okay. Yeah. Tossa, I know what that is. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. An advocate for liberty. That's very gracious of you. Hydra, homie. Love you, brother. I love you too, an advocate for liberty. Oh. Hydrate, everyone. Yeah, stay hydrated, Hydra, homies. I'm drinking caffeinated sparkling ice, but. Are you? Caffeine. Oh, caffeine. <laughs> Getting all amped up on the caffeine. Uh, fac tube. Uh, that's very gracious. PB blaster is a way better than WD forty anyway. Yeah, I don't know what PB blaster is, and I'm not. Either. I'm not encouraging the huffing of anything. No, no huffing. You don't guys huff. don't huff. Stop don't huffing. Do that. Southern don't comfort. That. You afraid afraid to read my first chat? No, I read it. You said Bloomberg can puff on D's nuts, except you oh, said D's Nick warning. Yeah, we like it. Can puff on D's nuts. Yeah, I said I loved it. Anytime you want to tell Bloomberg to puff on your nuts, Southern Comfort, I'm all for it. I say bring it on because Mm -hmm. Bloomberg can fornicate himself. Okay, (laughs) let's end with some good. Let's end with some, I don't know, not good news, but uh, good news. Uplifting news, some positive news. I got two things for you here. Um, This was a big thing here. I need to get over here to the news. Oh, that's right. My my camera's dead. Damn. I can't show you the headline. Okay. I can't show you the headline on this, but this comes to us from Vaporound Magazine out of the United Kingdom. Great magazine. Check it out. It says here that the San Francisco Board of Supervisors has voted to reject a proposed ban on vaping in private rental accommodations following concerns it could be harmful to long-term renters. So I thought that was really interesting Uh, I don't know. Do I need to read this whole thing? Basically, what they did is they wanted uh, the the San Francisco Board of Supervisors was voting on whether to ban vaping in all uh, apartment buildings. So if you're a renter in an apartment building in San Francisco, they were voting to say this is illegal now. This is an illegal activity. If you're caught vaping in your apartment, whatever, a thousand dollar fine, you know, evicted and things like this. Uh, They voted that down. They rejected this ban. I keep looking at the wrong camera. They rejected this ban. You guys up there, they rejected this ban because uh, they're worried about long-term uh, uh, residents, you know, uh, residents who, who live there. Um, and there's one part in this that I really, really wanted to read. Really, really wanted to read. Um, there's a few people involved in this. There's someone named Peston, Preston, and then there's another guy named Aaron Peskin, and they have similar sounding last names, so it might be confusing. But uh, Preston was the only guy on the board who was against this ban. He was the only one. It was, it was like a one to seven vote. And now 
Preston has the majority with the board and more people are against this than for it. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting is one of the San Francisco supervisors, Aaron Peskin, said that the reason that he changed his mind about this was the testimonies of the constituents influenced him to change his mind. So the fact that people got up there like I did, you know, you do it, the California, whatever flavor here, ban hearing, Mm -hmm. everybody gets up there and you see, you tell your story or you give a little thing or you say, I'm against this. It was those testimonies of people in San Francisco coming in to speak up against this, telling their story about switching from smoking to vaping and how vaping has improved their life and this, that, and the other. It was those testimonies that got him to change his mind. And I just feel like in, in today's society, that's such a rare thing. Right. You know, for someone to sit there and just from the testimony of people, uh, uh, the, someone on the board of supervisors changed their vote. I mean, that's such just a refreshing thing, you know? Yeah. And it's because I sat there at the Los, Los Angeles City uh, admin building, county admin building, I don't remember, it's downtown, for the flavor ban hearing, and... There was just person after person who spoke and spoke and told their story about vaping and flavors and the importance of flavors and blah, 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 and this, that, and the other. And all, everybody on the, on the supervisors, you know, board of supervisors, just robots. Just sitting there, not caring, mm-hmm. not engaged, just robots. Like, we already voted. This is all for show kind of thing. Right. You know, and then they go to deliberate and they come back like eight seconds later and they're like, okay, the flavor ban passed. Like, then what was all this for? Just this big dog and pony show of making us feel heard and then not actually listening to us. Aaron Peskin in San Francisco changed his mind because of the testimony. And I think it's I think that's a huge I think that's a huge thing. And that gave me a little bit. I don't know. I got a little bit stoked. I was like, okay, that's an anti vaping thing. That was like a, a piece of law that got uh, rejected by the San Francisco Board of Supervisors, which is even more interesting when you think about the idea that San Francisco is the city that's banned vaping. Yeah. In banned the city. Francisco, we banned Francisco. <laughs> I never heard that before. That's good. Ban Francisco. Ban oh, yeah, Francisco. <laughs> yeah. San Francisco, crazy anti vaping. I mean, it's, it's illegal in the city to buy or use or vape anywhere in San Francisco. But still, the Board of Supervisors rejected this ban. That's very surprising. And Shocking. to show you, guys, that when you show up and show do up. the things, mm-hmm. you can actually make a difference. Absolutely. You, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take, okay? That's right, Michael that Scott. That poster is accurate. <laughs> You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. So, look, I'll take that as a win. I'm going to put two links down in the description where you can read about this uh, ban getting getting rejected. But I think, that's, uh, I think that's incredible, and I just like some good news. So I guess the last thing that I want to mention, oh, man. Yeah. It's what? because I don't have – hang on. Uh, Yes. I just wanted to show the headline right here that Zach is talking about. I'll put it over our faces so they don't have to look at it. So uh, Zach Siegel, Zachary Siegel on Twitter did a pretty great little thread about Chicago and vaping. Okay. And this is how we're going to end this. It's a little bit of an up note, a little bit of like, 
so, sure, something to think about, you know. But I, I wasn't familiar with Zachary Siegel before a few days ago. But apparently Zachary Siegel, he's quite a prolific writer. Uh, he's written for Slate and Vice and the New York Times and, uh, you know, Vulture. And he has a podcast and he writes about drugs and stuff. That's what his profile says, drugs and stuff. So he writes about drugs and stuff. And he made a comment to the mayor of Chicago regarding this headline where it says, City Council, this is as of September 9th, 2020, City Council passes ordinance banning the sale of flavored vaping products as the city takes another important step to protect the health of young people. I am so sick of young people. So sick of them. Go away. Young people need to go away because you're ruining shit for adults. That's awesome. So I mean, we are we've turned into get off my lawn. That is yes, just us. We I am get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. I am. I'm I am I am get off my lawn one thousand now. A hundred percent. Um so I'm gonna read you this quick little Twitter thread. Zachary Siegel talking to the Chicago mayor. He says, So much for using evidence to guide policy, Chicago mayor. The most conservative estimate suggests that we're vaping nicotine to replace smoking over the next 10 years. 1.6 million premature deaths would be avoided and 20.8 million quality adjusted years of life would be saved. It's pure idiocy to ban vape products while leaving combustible tobacco on the shelves. If nicotine vaping replaced combustible tobaccos, biggest gains in health would actually be in younger cohorts who never smoked cigarettes. It's just so nutty that this stuff is being banned. A, I like that he used the word nutty. Mm -hmm. I'm going to steal that and I'm going to start using it more. Mm -hmm. 52% of all youth and more than 90% of African-American youth initiate smoking with menthol. If you want policy action to protect public health, the first target has to be menthol and combustible products. Yes, I don't agree with that, but we'll get to that in a second. Good God, my brain is melting. Just appallingly stupid shit. That was his, it was his, its own tweet. I love that. Mm -hmm. I can just keep going, I guess. 5.6 million U.S. youth alive today will die from smoking. If you want to cut that number, weigh the fuck down. Keep vapes on the market. This isn't that hard. You can keep vape products on the market while creating regulatory infrastructure that cuts away at youth intake. This isn't landing on the moon, folks. Right? Holy crap. How long? I know. Slow clap for Zachary Siegel. How long have we been saying, like, we do this all the time? All the time. All the time. There are products that are only for adults and not for kids, and we manage you, to keep the like two separate. Cars. Cars. Cars aren't for children. We figured out how to handle that. <laughs> yeah, cars. Cars. Uh, literally anything. Cars, booze, wine, guns. All the things. We can all manage to keep it away from kids. Last thing. Chicago mayor's own press release, cigarettes by young black males has risen 32% in the past two years, even as all other demographics see declines. But you won't ban menthol cigs. Instead, you banned the safer alternative. All caps. Holy shit. So this feel, first of all, I love what Zachary Siegel said in most of this. I don't think we should ban menthol. I don't want to ever ban menthol. That's just me being a freedom guy. If, yeah, if you're a cons- doesn't work, prohibition, no prohibition doesn't work no matter what. Just 
It just does not work. If you ban menthol, guess what? You have a great illicit Black menthol yeah. cigarette market happening that could, you know, nobody checks IDs on the black market. Nope. And you could have potentially, and I realize this is like a slippery slope fallacy, but you could have potentially people trying to mentholate their own cigarettes. Yep. You know, like it leads to all of oh, these yeah. unintended I consequences. Pouring like mouthwash into their cigarette. I mean, I don't know what they're going to do, but it's probably not a good idea. Oh, mouthwash in the cigarette. I didn't even think about that. Didn't right? What if you just like that. dip them and then let them dry? Boop. What just would some happen? Scope. Just scope. That's just boop. Bad. Don't, no one Listerine. Do that. Listerine. Don't do that. It's I want bad. someone to do that. No, don't do that. Okay, don't do that. Don't do that. I love this thread from Zachary Siegel. And to me, it seems like, I, you know, I know he's he's got to be familiar with this. He's got to be familiar with vaping and things like this. But it feels like this is the first time he's ever seen like a vape ban happen. And he's kind of going, why? What the fuck? Like, why is this even happening? It seems like he, this is like ripping the Band-Aid off. And now he sees, you know, why are people banning these? Why would the mayor of Chicago ban the less harmful alternative? I feel like. Right. He like just got radicalized to this. Like, oh shit, this is going on. And now he's going to have something. I mean, I can tell he's pissed off. He's like, what the fuck? Holy shit. This is insanity. This is idiotic. I want Zachary Siegel to write more about this and tobacco harm reduction and vaping. It can only help us. And Zachary Siegel seems upset. (laughs) And that's good because then we're going to get some good, uh, I think we're going to get some good uh, writings out of this. Oh, come on. What is going on there, Munchbot? Damn it, Munchbot. F and Munchbot. The Munchbot. Can I just ban him? I think Addy did it. Okay, good. Okay, good. Thank you, Addy Tooney. I appreciate that, Addy Tooney. I was like, whoa, the chat's blowing up. Oh, no, it's a bot. Damn it. Munchbot. At least it's... Oh, wait, don't say the, the... the PBs, if you say them, the P- they manifest, so we can't say it. Oh. The the P O R N box. Oh, the prawn, prawn, prawn. Yeah. Oh man, those the were the days. Bo- oh, so many. Addy and so I were like at it, like no, no. So many. Yeah, that's why we have Addy Tooney. That's why we have Addy Tooney. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's what's going on. That's what's going yeah. on in our part of the world. Give him a follow if you're interested. Yeah, he, give him a he follow. Primarily, yeah, has written about drug harm reduction, hence mm-hmm. the drug and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, against prohibition. You know, more for legalization and decriminalization and things like that. Yep. But uh, it's people like this that we need to get you know turned on to yes. the, uh, the vaping side and how these things are related, right? Drug harm reduction, tobacco, tobacco harm, harm reduction. reduction. Yep. It is. I mean, it's a it's a health issue. It's a social issue. Uh, it's it's so many things all rolled into one. And Zachary Siegel is the kind of guy that we need on our side, which it appears he is, and writing about it prolifically as often as he possibly can. You know, I look at Zachary Siegel the way that I saw, you know, uh, Alex Norcia, who was writing mm-hmm. for Vice for so long. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love that. Um, He's not writing for Vice anymore. He's doing his own thing now, but he's one of those other writers that like he gets it. He understands vaping. He gets the tobacco harm reduction aspect of it. He sees like the human element to this, that there's people involved. Anyway, Zachary Siegel, he's he's my new hero. He's my hero of the week. If I did that on this show, then he would be the hero of the week, but I don't do that. 
That's okay. He can still be the hero of the week. Um, I guess we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, you guys. Let me read one more super chat here from Rod uh, from Argentina. Let's vape. When are you coming here? Rod, I would love to go to Argentina. I would love to go to Argentina. If I come to Argentina, Rod, I'm going to come visit you. I'm going to make you take me to like a coffee farm. Like I want to go to an Argentinian coffee farm because Argentina makes some of my favorite coffees. I mean, Argentina coffee is incredible. I want to go to Argentina. Anyway, I think that's where we're going to go ahead and wrap this up, you guys. Uh, We covered a lot of stuff. We're right on time for a change, which is crazy. Feels weird, doesn't it? I feel like we need need to go long. Do something so that we have to go long. We have to go long, you guys. We have to go long. Um, But uh, thank you guys, seriously, so much for being here, so much for, you know, being a part of it and being advocates and coming here to hang out and fellowship and also learn and, and get educated and arm yourselves with the knowledge to, to go out into the world and really, man, change it. We're going to change the world. I do believe that. I do believe that. And I thank you guys for being here. So I'll have links all over the place, all down in the description to literally, literally everything we talked about, including maybe a few more Easter eggs down there, some mystery links that you might just want to click on to see where they lead. Oh, actually, does Philip DeFranco own the copyright on the mystery links? I don't know. He might. I might be. I might owe Phil DeFranco some money uh, for even mentioning mystery links on YouTube. I don't know how deep his, uh, you know, I don't know how, how deep state he is. Anyway, thank you guys for being here. I appreciate you. This is the last Tuesday Bro Tuesday of the year. Happy holidays. Happy everybody. holidays. All that stuff. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. Uh, happy Hanukkah, whatever you celebrate. I hope it's awesome for you. I hope it's just the best part of this year. I really do. Um, and this is the last Tuesday Bro News Day of the year. We'll be back in January with, I'm sure, plenty, plenty to talk about. As for myself and Danielle, we'll be on Twitter advocating always, posting links, studies, conversations. Let's get it going on Twitter. That's where you can find us. So on behalf of uh, all of us, uh, all of us here. Okay. And on behalf of everybody. Yeah. On on behalf of all the crew, everybody here who works on the Tuesday Bro Newsday live stream, you know, you out there, Gator. I don't know. I just made that up. Just some guy named Gator out there who does my lights. You out we there, have a Gator? Guy named Gator? Yeah, just some guy. It. He's just he's a he's like a stage guy. He's like a stagehand guy. Gator. Yeah, he sets up my lighting for me. Gator. Appreciate you, Gator. Appreciate all the the cast and crew here at the Tuesday Bro Newsday live stream. And remember, no matter what literally anybody tells you, vaping is at least ninety five percent less harmful than burning deadly combustible tobacco cigarettes. So no matter what's in your hand, you guys. Absolutely. Let's keep on vaping. Be excellent to each other, everyone. Peace.